One of the most uh, puzzling names for Jesus is the name given to him in Isaiah 9, verse 6, Everlasting Father. Now, let me read that scripture for you. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the question frequently comes, if Jesus is the Son of God, how in the world can be, he be called Everlasting Father in this passage? It seems like there's a contradiction here. It really is not. The simple answer is that he is speaking in that phrase about his relationship to us, not his relationship to the Trinity. He's already called Jesus the Son in relationship to the Trinity, but in relationship to us, he is an everlasting uh, Father. And the more you meditate upon that name, uh, the more precious that name becomes. And I want to explain to you four ways in which Jesus is an everlasting Father to his people. The first way is that he is a father to us covenantally. Okay, just as we are covenantally connected to our first father, Adam, we are covenantally connected to the second Adam, Jesus. He is the head of a new humanity, and this is why Hebrews chapter 2, verse 13 has Jesus saying, and it quotes from the Old Testament, Here am I, and the children whom God has given me. And then the chapter goes on to describe us as being children uh, of, of Jesus. This is why Isaiah 53 verse 10 says that when Jesus made his soul an offering for sin, it says, quote, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. So there is the concept of Jesus being an everlasting father. Psalm 89, verse 29, and many other passages speak of the seed of the coming uh, Messiah. So the first way that Jesus is a father to us is that he is the new covenant head, just like Adam was a covenant head before. And if he was not our father in that sense of being our human mediator, he's also divine, but being our human mediator, we could not be saved. We could not approach God through our father, Adam. We can only approach God through our father, Jesus, the second Adam. The second way in which Jesus is our father is that he is the source of our life. He said, without me, you can do nothing. In the Gospel of John, it says he gives life to whom he will. So he's not only father covenantally to us, uh, as the second Adam, but he is the father of life. He is the source of all life, physical and, you know, he was the creator, physical and, and, and spiritual life. The third way that Jesus is our father is that as the human God-man mediator, he represents the father to us. Let me read from John 14. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. 
So fully does Jesus represent the Father to us that when he speaks, it really is the Father speaking to us. And um, so he represents the Father to us just as he represents us uh, to the Father. So he is Father is our covenant head. He's the Father is the source of our life. He is Father in that he represents the Father to us. And then the fourth way the scripture speaks of him as being father as it refers to him as our king. Now, in relationship to God, the king is a son. In relationship to us, the king is a father. And the kings were frequently spoken of as fathers in the scripture, but certainly the Messiah, the coming Messiah in the Old Testament was spoken of as being a father uh, to us. And it makes really, it really does make sense. If God gave all authority to Jesus in heaven and on earth, Matthew 28, verse 18, which we read in these, in these responsive readings, then that means that any authority that the Father exercises over us, he is exercising through Jesus. So he is Father to us in that he is our second Adam, our mediator. He is the source of life, and he represents the father to us and he rules over us now what makes this especially uh, precious to me is that he's spoken of as being the eternal father or the everlasting father there never has been a time in eternity past never will be a time in eternity future when jesus does not have this father-like care for his own uh, you have been on his heart as his seed as his child forever in fact if you study covenant theology you, you realize that all human covenants that God made with humans was based on what they call the covenant of redemption that occurred between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before the world was even created. At the heart, the center of that covenant of redemption was the Father's promise of a seed to His Son, children to His Son. So eternity past to eternity future, we are brought into relationship with God uh, through Jesus Christ. And... Um, uh, I think uh, the only way we could come into this family relationship is if there was uh, some way that we could be adopted as sons and daughters through Christ and through Christ to God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And then all three of them bear some kind of a fatherly relationship to us. Even the Spirit is working within us, enabling us to cry out, Abba, Father. The whole thing is about drawing us into deeper uh, reconciliation to Him. So let's rejoice in what God has given to us as we come to the Lord's table, that it's a reconciliation, full and free, that draws us into a son-daughter-father relationship. Father God, we come to you this morning so thankful that you reconciled us, but you are continuing to reconcile us by sanctifying us. And one day, we will be forever rid of every vestige of sin, and Father, it is our glory to enter into this covenant with you this morning once again and uh, to uh, find ourselves being drawn closer and closer. And I pray that each one who comes this morning to uh, enter into covenant with you would experience the sweetness of fellowship, the sweetness of holy communion. And so to that end, we pray that you would set aside these common elements uh, to a holy use and you would be glorified in our partaking. In Jesus' name, amen.